Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez. This is the third in a special series of episodes related to the entrepreneurial leap, providing you a glimpse in this episode of the dream and the possible nightmare of being an entrepreneur. This series is focused on helping you determine if you have what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur. Because if you're not truly cut out to be an entrepreneur, then it's best that you know that now rather than being terribly frustrated and ending in a nightmare situation. If you do possess the traits of a successful entrepreneur, then your next steps include identifying the right type of business for you, avoiding the common pitfalls of business ownership, and defining your path to entrepreneurial success. This content is inspired by the book Entrepreneurial Leap by Gino Wickman and my own experiences as an entrepreneur and a business coach. In this series of episodes, I'm going to share with you my thoughts, tips, and experiences related to entrepreneurship and content from Gino's book Entrepreneurial Leap. The first episode in this series, episode 346, is focused on confirming that you have what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur, the six essential traits of successful entrepreneurs. Then on episode 348, we begin the discussion on what type of business is best for you. And on this episode, I will share a couple of short stories, one about living the dream of entrepreneurship and another about the possible unfortunate nightmare. To learn more about entrepreneurship, or if you're interested in scheduling a free coaching consultation with me, please visit thehowabusiness.com or text biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700. This series of episodes are inspired by Gino Wickman's book, Entrepreneurial Leap. Gino Wickman is the best-selling author of Traction and the creator of the Entrepreneur Operating System, EOS. I had the pleasure of interviewing Gino on this podcast. That was back on episode 339. On that episode, we chatted about his journey and Entrepreneurial Leap. After that conversation with Gino, I was invited and accepted an opportunity to become an eLeap collaborator. As an eLeap collaborator, I'm sharing Gino's content about entrepreneurship along with my own experiences and knowledge to help you decide if entrepreneurship is right for you. I invite you to join me for the next eLeap workshop introduction. Check the howabusiness.com for the next session. I invite you to go do that right now and sign up. It's free, but you do have to register. During this online Zoom session, we're going to spend 60 minutes together. There's going to be an opportunity for questions and answers. So it's a live event in which I'm going to go into even deeper detail on this topic that I've been discussing about eLeap in these last series of episodes. I'm going to introduce the 123 roadmap that Gino has put together to help you determine if you're ready and then get a deeper glimpse as to what that might look like in the the common uh, errors, the common mistakes that you can avoid, and then beginning to define your path by selecting the right type of business and starting to put together a plan of action so that you can take your leap. Again, it's a virtual eLeap workshop introduction. Join me for this free session. You do have to register. Go to thehowabusiness.com to find out when the next session is, and there you'll find the link to register. We may all dream of huge success as entrepreneurs, but the sad reality is that many entrepreneurs and business owners are living a nightmare. I share this as a cautionary tale, just as Gino does in his book, Entrepreneurial Leap. And this nightmare scenario is 
completely avoidable. My goal and Gino's goal in writing Entrepreneur Leap is to help you avoid a nightmare business scenario. So let's talk about what that can unfortunately look like, and then I'll share with you a short story. These are some of the things that, that we observe when it doesn't go well, when someone is trying to force it. They're not really cut out to be an entrepreneur, or they've made a lot of the common mistakes that I'm going to highlight here in a moment, and, and then they end up in a miserable situation, certainly often, if not always, in a, in a worse situation than they were in when they were working for somebody else and they were miserable then. So what does that look like? Well, here are some of the things uh, that, that we've observed. You, you get unengaged and dispassionate employees. Your employees are really not dedicated. They're not motivated, it seems. They certainly are not in alignment with your vision. You may not even be clear about what your vision is for your business. The point is that you avoid each other. You as the owner, you either, when you do spend time there, your head's down, putting out the next fire, dealing with problems, trying to fix issues that have occurred, but you kind of avoid, you certainly avoid those important discussions about what's going on and what are the issues and how to address them and what's going on with particular staff members. You ignore these things. People that should have been let go, for example, you, you keep putting that off because you're avoiding the confrontation. So you avoid spending time with your managers, with your staff, and you're just tired. You get to a point where you're just tired of all of the negativity and you just don't want to hear it anymore. When it comes time to get up in the morning to go to work, to go to your business, it's like work. It's worse than it was at work because you're the one that has to take all these headaches home with you at night. So that's what it begins to feel like. That's what it looks like. You're, you meet only with your staff when there's a crisis, when there's an emergency. As I said, it's the, you're in this firefight, firefighting mode where it's just going from one crisis to the next, from one problem to the next. It just seems like it's nothing but problems and headaches, and you're the one that has to figure them all out. Maybe it's you and a partner. Maybe it's you and your spouse. But it certainly falls on you, and you take that home with you every night. The other thing that's common is people are unclear of their roles and responsibility. Nobody's clear on what they're doing, really, and there's certainly no clarity on the boundaries, and there's no empowerment. In other words, everybody's running around somewhat scared because they have to check with you on everything. It seems like they can't make a decision to save their life. The reality is that you've created that environment. We have to own up to that. So your team is scared to make a decision because they've come to find that you'll undermine them. Because the, the business is operating in fear mode. It's operating in survival mode, maybe. And that's the culture that it has created. You find yourself working 24-7. You can't stop because there's always something to do. There's more to do. You never catch up. You're maybe charging the lowest price. You're trying to compete on price, perhaps, and barely making any profit, if, if not losing money. A lot of times when people tell me when they're in a situation as well, at the end of the month, hopefully there's enough left over in the bank account. And of course, your family and your friends, they're fed up with this. And of course, you're fed up with it. But that's what it can begin to look like. I'll share a story to continue with this potential nightmare scenario that you want to avoid and you can avoid. I know someone who owns a bagel shop and I was in recently. I asked them the simple question that everybody asks a business owner, how's it going? How are things? And in, in a span of two minutes, I, he told me all I needed to know. He hates the business. He hates being there. He hates the customers. 
He's working every hour that the place is open because, of course, he's been on this downward spiral where they're not making money, and so he's had to let go of staff, so he has to do more. And who knows what got awful time of the morning he has to be there to make the bagels, but it's all on him. And you can just see it on his face and in the way he talks. He's trying to put his best face forward and he tries to interact uh, as pleasantly as possible with customers. But, but it's about how do I get through that shift and survive and go home and get out of this business? That is not what you want. That's not where you want to end up. And unfortunately, a lot of people find themselves there for various reasons, including that they think they want to be their own boss. They think they're entrepreneurs, but they don't have those six essential traits that we talked about in the first episode in this series and that I'm going to go into in more detail in the upcoming eLeap workshop that I mentioned a moment ago. So related to this this nightmare scenario, let's stay there for a second. This is very negative, but it's important to to take a glimpse into how it can go badly because this is happening to a lot of people. And my goal, as well as Gino's goal, is to hopefully help you avoid this nightmare scenario. So here are eight critical mistakes that you need to look out for and try your best to avoid as you take the leap into entrepreneurship. One is not having a vision. I mentioned that as I was sharing some of those things that are common with people who are living a nightmare scenario in entrepreneurship. You have to have a clear vision from the start, and that's critical to get you through getting started, getting launched, but it's also what has to be communicated effectively to your team so that you're all working together to achieve this common goal. If there's no vision, if there's no purpose, if there's no reason why we do this, then people are going to lose sight of what the real focus is. Now, you might ask, well, I don't have a big mission, a big vision. I just want to sell good bagels to my customers. Well, that's your vision. You know, for my yogurt shop, my vision is pretty simple. I want to create an environment, continue to create an environment where my customers come and create lasting memories with their families. That's my vision for that business. And then as it relates to my further vision for me personally, it's how does it help me get to where I want to go in my life? Number two, hiring the wrong people. Hiring the wrong people is the number two of the eight critical mistakes. Number three, not spending time with your people. So I just described a scenario where if things are not good, if that business is a living hell, then you're going to avoid spending time with people because you don't want to talk about the same problems again and again. You just, you just can't hear it anymore. You can't deal with it anymore. You are exasperated. You're at your wit's end. But that's critical that you do from day one. Number four is not knowing who your customer is. So you've either become disconnected or you really never understood who it is that you're trying to serve. The most valuable time that you can spend in your business from day one is facing that customer, interacting with that customer, listening to your clients, what are they telling you? What are they responding to? Number five is not charging enough. This is a slippery slope for a lot of people, especially in the services arena, I find, where you're trying to get started, you're getting desperate, and then you keep dropping your prices as a way to compete, as a way to differentiate. The reality is that that is, is, a, is a losing proposition at the end. Number six, not staying true to your core. So, where I see this manifested often is 
where you don't focus on your core uh, product or service, where you keep adding things to the menu to hope that that will turn things around instead of staying focused on what you do well, instead of as an entrepreneur, staying focused on those things that are repeatable so that others can execute on them once you've trained them and once you've implemented your systems. So stay true to your core. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Number seven, not knowing your numbers. This is a big one that I talk about often on this show and with people that I have brought on as guests. We've talked about this topic numerous times, how important it is that as a business owner, certainly as an entrepreneur, you cannot surrender this responsibility. That doesn't mean that you're going to stay as the bookkeeper throughout the growth of your business, but you must know your numbers, those key KPIs. You must review a PL on a regular basis. You must look at your balance sheet. You must look at your cash flow statement. You have to know the numbers. What happens when we get into the nightmare situation, and if you find yourself there, is it's like we do in our personal finances. We almost don't want to know, and hopefully it'll go away. We bury our head in the sand and we don't want to look at the reality of it, but that does not fix it. What I have found instead, even if you are going through tough times financially, is the better you know the numbers, the, the sooner you get your arms around it and understand what it is, then the quicker you can put together some kind of a plan for how you're going to address it. Number eight of the eight critical mistakes is not crystallizing roles and responsibilities. Who, who does what in the organization, including yourself. This goes back to what happens then as I shared the story of the bagel shop owner, whereas you're spiraling down into this death spiral of a business that's not doing well or you're struggling with it, you start to bring back or maybe you never let go of control because you feel like only you can do it or only you can afford to do it. I have to do it all. And once you get into that mentality, and that happens a lot if you don't have those traits of an entrepreneur because you don't have those traits that help you with understanding that you can't go down that road. At least you can't without ending up typically in a nightmare situation. Now that I have shared with you what a nightmare scenario may look like, and some of you that are listening might be living through that now, and, and I can appreciate how hard that is. And, and now that we've talked through the eight common critical mistakes, it's important to understand again that you can avoid this. This is avoidable. That's, that's really the key behind what Gino Wickman is trying to put forth in his book, Entrepreneurial Leap, and what this series is all about, is to help you, if you're at that stage now where you're thinking you want to be an entrepreneur, it is so critical, really do encourage you to take a step back and work through and assess if you really have the traits to become an entrepreneur and then understand what that can look like, the good and the bad. And if you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur, then understand that, accept that, that's okay. That's, there's no right or wrong answer here, but maybe your direction is slightly different. Again, as I explained in the first episode, it doesn't mean that you can't be your own boss, but there is a difference between being an entrepreneur and being self-employed or owning a single location of a business. And we'll explore that even more in the eLeap workshop that I mentioned earlier. All right, so now let's talk about how this can go really well. I want to talk about the dream, the dream scenario. Imagine yourself 10 years from now. 
Look at that horizon as you begin to take or get ready to take this leap into entrepreneurship. This is what it can look like if you've got the traits. If you've got those six traits and you put in the effort and the work to identify the right kind of business for you, and then you educate yourself, you learn, you get the help that you need so that you avoid those common pitfalls, those common mistakes, then you put yourself in a position to be successful as an entrepreneur. So what can that look like? Well, here are some things that I've found for myself and others that are successful entrepreneurs. The big one for me and what started the whole thing for me, and it's so common with other entrepreneurs, is that those freedoms of time and location or waking up at the time that, that you want to wake up. That control for the most part over time and place is really a wonderful thing. And that that's what I live for to a big extent. By comparison to the nightmare scenario, in the dream, when everything is working well, you have committed, passionate employees all working together for the most part and on most days towards a common goal. Instead of avoiding your staff, you're meeting with your team on a weekly basis. You're spending time with customers. You're listening to what those clients are saying. You want to engage with them because part of your vision is to serve those people. That's what you enjoy doing. You look forward to solving problems. In fact, you embrace problem solving. It's not a nightmare situation. It's not even a fire. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenging times or tremendously challenging problems, but we look at it from a positive perspective. We have people to help us with solving those problems. We're working on exciting projects. That's the other thing. You're all, you've put your business in a position where you're not having to make the bagels every day, at least not every day, maybe some days. You can work on what's next. How do we grow the business? Maybe how do we open location number four, five, six? You pay yourself and your people fairly. That's another key characteristic or common characteristic. You distribute profits. In other words, it is a profitable ongoing concern. The business model that you have developed behind your product or service generates a handsome profit. You're able to take home money in addition to what you pay yourself and certainly in addition to what you pay your staff and your team. You have time to spend at home and you have energy to spend that time with your family and friends. That's what it can look like when it's done right. That's when it can look like when you go into it and you have those traits, you were built to be an entrepreneur. So I want to share another story, and this is a true story as well, of a client that I've had the privilege to work with. She has built a highly successful retail business, and she's done it through sheer determination and hard work and working hard to avoid a lot of the common mistakes that we've talked about in this episode. And she's an entrepreneur. She was a born entrepreneur. Now, she had to learn an awful lot. When she started her business, she knew nothing about the retail industry, really. She had no business experience prior. And now she has a highly successful business with multiple locations. This is a business where she often, and at least once a year, is gone overseas for more than 30 plus days at a time, over a month at a time, and her business continues to thrive without her. It's a business that allows her, affords her the lifestyle that she wants, the ability to spend time and to travel and to be with and around the people she wants to be. And she loves the business. She's passionate about it. 
It's in alignment with her vision, what she wants to do, what she wants to give back to the world. She's done everything right as far as developing the systems and keeping focus on the core of her business such that it's repeatable and it's documented. She's implemented systems so that her staff can execute on how this business is run. She's put the right people in place. She's got great managers that know what they have to do. They're empowered. They've been trained. They're fairly compensated and they've got what they need. They've got the tools and the resources to go do their job. And she doesn't have to be there every day if she doesn't want to. She loves being there. She loves interacting with her customers, but she doesn't have to. She has the flexibility as an entrepreneur to do other things, to pursue other passions, to travel, to spend time where she wants to spend it, not necessarily in her business 24-7. That's what she's done and she's built it because she was a natural born entrepreneur. She applied herself to learn how to do this, how to be a business person. She's worked hard to avoid the common mistakes. She's gotten help and advice and counsel from countless professionals and coaches and mentors to help her along the way. She's always educating herself and listening to podcasts and reading books and getting better and better at what she does. That's an example of an entrepreneur and what it can look like. This is a business that most of you would have never heard of. It's not one of the unicorns. It's not Apple. It's not Amazon. It's not a big multi-billion dollar business. What it is, is a successful American business and she's a great example of an entrepreneur living the dream. Living this entrepreneurial dream is possible. Again, if you've got the six traits of successful entrepreneurs, you find the right business for you, you avoid the common critical mistakes, you work hard, extremely hard, and then you put yourself in a position to become a successful entrepreneur. Nothing is guaranteed, but you certainly greatly mitigate and minimize those potentials for failures. And if you do fail, you are in your position as an entrepreneur to try again. Couple of resources again, I've mentioned of course, Entrepreneurial Leap, the book by Gino Wickman. If this has been of interest to you and this series, then I really encourage you to get the book, get the book now. And then visit thehowabusiness.com for links to the book, as well as to the workshop that I mentioned. I invite you again to join me for the upcoming virtual eLeap workshop introduction. We'll spend about 60 minutes together online. Uh, it's a live session. There's an opportunity for you to ask questions and I'll do a deeper dive into the one, two, three roadmap to getting yourself launched, to leaping into entrepreneurship. On the next episode in this series, I will share tips and insights to help you begin to define your path to increase your odds of entrepreneurial success. So let's summarize this episode as I always do at the end of the How of Business. It's important to understand and consider that there are two ways your entrepreneurial journey can go. If you don't possess the traits of successful entrepreneurs, you are likely to struggle and may even end up in a nightmare situation like I described. On the other hand, if you are cut out to be an entrepreneur and you find the right business for you and you learn and plan, you have a much higher probability of becoming a highly successful entrepreneur and you can enjoy the freedoms that being an entrepreneur can afford you. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.